Well, firstly, good morning and may the Lord really bless you in this new year that we have before us. And uh, I'm sure as you are all visitors and the people of George are looking forward to the year ahead, we've already started with asking the Lord to clear our, to clear our paths to, to really be cleaner, whiter than snow as we come into his presence this morning. So it gives me a thrill just to, to share this very first Sunday of the, of the new year. Uh, a little bit of a message that I believe the Lord wants us to just to remember at this time that he has things in control he does have a plan he does have something to guide us he has something to to give to us a, a hope and a restoration for the future so we'll just go through it as as the Lord has really laid upon my heart this morning but let's just pray Heavenly Father we just give you thanks and praise Lord for your scriptures to us Lord we thank you, Lord, for the meaning and the purpose that they were written. And we pray, Lord, that you will indeed just enlighten our, our vision for that which you have for us in this, in this time that lies before us. And so, gracious Father, we just come into this time, Lord, just waiting to hear from you, Lord. Not from what I say, Lord, but from what you, you um, emanate from the throne room to each and every one of our hearts. I pray, Lord, that you will indeed just speak. Speak a clear word into each of our hearts, Lord, in such a way that we know that you are in control, that you have that hope for each and every one of us. We just thank it in Jesus' name, who died on the cross for each and every one of us. We give you praise, Lord, for that. Amen. I'm sure it's very familiar with a lot of you. You're probably at this point in time wishing, oh, I wish I could... I'm going to use the word of Sher, the American singer. I'm going to use, if I could turn back time. I'm sure that is on the, th on the thoughts of many of you, perhaps, as you look backwards and lookward uh, to some of the things that have happened in your past, and you think, oh, if only I could turn back time. Her words in that song say, if I could find a way, I take back those words that have hurt you and you would have stayed. And in the verse it says, I don't know why I did the things I did. I don't know why I said the things I said. Pride's like a knife. It can cut deep inside. If only I could turn back time. I'm sure in all of your lives there are some areas in your lives that you'd wished, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. Perhaps there's, there's areas in your life yesterday that you said, Oh, I wish I hadn't have been able to say that to someone I love, to someone who, who you come into the presence every day with and you say, I'm sorry. If only I could turn back time. How many of you wish to turn back time? You know, we, we can't. We can't restore time. It's one of those mysteries of life that every second, every moment carries on. Time carries on. We can restore perhaps things in our lives. We can, we can probably restore things of our property. We can restore things like a broken car or a run-down home. We can restore it. Perhaps there's, there's areas that you've, you've been dealing with and you can restore back your finances by working a bit of overtime perhaps. Perhaps you can uh, restore a, a painting that has been damaged in some way and you can restore it back to its, its good look. Many things can be restored but we can't restore time. 
And I know we, we, we use here in, in South Africa the Gregorian calendar and we, we all claim it's a brand new year, 2022. But if we were in the Hebrew faith, it would be year 5783. Or if we were on the Byzantine time frame, we would think it's the 7,531 year. Now, why do we have all those different years of time? For the seasons, for the farmers to know when to plant, when to, when to reap, and when to, when to sow. But there's a thing that we can never gain back, and that's time. Now, obviously, I, I have lived well over 60-odd uh, years, and one of the things that I'm amazed at in the 60-odd the years of so um, of my life, what advancements man has made, what advancements you can all think of that you're sitting with, a GPS, a camera, a phone, you can phone the whole world, you can, you can actually see people talking to you on the other side of the world using that small little device in your pocket. That's only happened in the last few years. What has man done in the time that God has allowed us to progress? And perhaps your thoughts are, are going towards this area of time. And if I can only turn back time. During my early teenage years, there was a, there was a song. It was a, it was a real um, popular song. It got into the charts. And it was one of those songs that, um, it was an, ap ap uh, um, sorry, an apostolic uh, message of time. And it goes something like this. In the year 2525, if man is still alive, if woman can survive. And then it goes, in the song and the verses, it goes in increments of 1,010 years. So it goes to 35, 35, 45 to 45, and so on. And then it gets to the year 7510, and these words ring true. If God's are coming, he ought to make it, made it by then. Maybe he'll look around himself and say, guess it's time for judgment day. And then it goes on to 8510 and 8585. What will be man's advancements in that time? But where is God's time in all of this? Where is God's plan? Yes, we only have so many day, uh, um, hours in the day and minutes and seconds in the day. And that's our time that we live by. But God has a plan. Despite our fear, perhaps, of the future, despite our fear of the unknown, the, the end result of the pandemic, perhaps some of the other fearful things that are in your life, if only I could turn back time. I wouldn't be so fearful. I wouldn't be so in debt. If only I could turn back time, I would love to just change the words that I said to the ones I loved. If only I could take back time. But God has a plan. He has a marvelous plan. And because it's the start of a, this year, where are you in God's plan? Have you made plans? despite the pandemic, despite all the things that are going on around us, what is your time that you are planning with? What is your time in God's plan? Have you ever considered making a plan? Perhaps you have made a plan, but where is God in your plan? 
Is he perhaps you've made the plan and you decided to do something and you've started to walk in your plan and you've just dragged God along with you hoping that he will bless your plan. Or perhaps right from the outset you've said, God, I'm in your plan. God has a plan. And if we just look at um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, uh, please. Furthermore, because of Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us from the beginning, and all things happen just as he decided long ago. You know, God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. But are we walking in that plan? Have we found that plan? As I was going through the scriptures, and the, the Lord was revealing various aspects of his time, his plan for our lives. Jesus spoke to me through the, the simple, simple parable of the fig tree. And it's taken from Luke 13, verses 6 to 9. It's a parable, it's a sweet simplistic parable and I'm sure most of us have, have read through it on many occasions and it's full of the depth of wisdom and it's basically a man who has planted a fig tree in a vineyard. Now obviously when we think of a vineyard we think of grapes and we think of the, the way in which a vineyard is structured. It has rows and it has um, uh, posts in the end and the end of the, the rows of the grapes and it has wire strung through it and we, we can see then it, it sort of depends on the rain and so on but here we see a fig tree in a vineyard strange but true normally the fig tree would be growing perhaps anywhere on the wayside perhaps it would be growing in the hard ground somewhere just off the side of the farmer's uh, fields and they depend just as the rain comes, the, the, the fig tree will draw its nourishment. But there's a specific point to this message that Jesus says to us. It's been planted in a vineyard. The, the vineyard soil is full of fertile soil. It has a, a groundsman that goes through and makes sure that the, the, the vines flourish. And he also makes sure that this fig tree will flourish because it's in the vineyard that he's taking care of. Someone who would trim the leaves, perhaps, as the, the vine dresser would go through the grapes, and he would there look at the, the, the fig tree and also look at the, 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 the budding uh, potential of leaves of the, of the fig tree. And God has taken each and every one of us from the wayside, the hard ground of our lives, and he's planted us in a vineyard. Maybe it's not just Jen George vineyard. Perhaps it's another vineyard, another field that he's planted you in. Somewhere else in South Africa or somewhere else in the world. He's planted you there. He has taken you. And he has placed you in himself. He has taken you from that hard ground. He has taken in the time that he has given to you full of hope, full of peace, full of joy. And he has planted you in his vineyard so that he can take care of you.
Paul says these words in Philippians. He says these words. And it's the same God who, who takes care of me, says Paul, is the same God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Do we have that true faith to really know that he will supply all our needs? He will fertilize the soil around you. He will give you that peace. He will give you that joy. He tends to you moment by moment in time. Are you in his time to appreciate what he is doing for you? In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, we read, and nothing could be further from the truth if we understand time in the essence of eternity. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you. What wonderful words to know that we are in God's time. Do we appreciate God's time? Do we appreciate where we are in his time? You know, very often we, we often say, um, uh, I come from my parents. Um, but you didn't. You came through them. Um, but you didn't come from them. You came from God. And he has planted you in his vineyard. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, and again, if we think of time and eternity, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Are we walking in those areas of good works that the Lord has prepared for us? Have we considered what the Lord has prepared for each and every one of us? You know, we, we may have moved to George, because I think most of the Georgians who are here weren't actually born here. A lot of the guys who live now in George weren't actually born here, and it's quite a, an amazing thing to think you have now created a home here. You've created a, a house with rooms, and, and perhaps you've tidied up all the rooms, and you've, you've renovated the house, and you've really got it really to a nice home. And maybe for our visitors, you, wherever you are in the country, you've created a home. You've created a home for your family. You've, got a, you've spent time developing the, the comfort of your, your home, the rooms, each and every one of the rooms. You've, you've decorated it the way you wanted it. And you've really got it looking great. That's the time that you've spent in looking at your family and looking after how you've really wanted to, to spend time as a family. And you've moved there. Now, I've, I've always been aware of something that's very special to me, and that's knowing that I'm in the right place at the right time so that the Lord can speak to me. So again, it's that special time, that place. Now, because we're, we're living at the moment and you're all on holiday here in George or we live here in George, but this is a special moment in time that he has for us. And in Psalm 27, verse 4, and it's always been one of those, those heartbreaking scriptures that has taken me a long time to really go through and want to hold on as a tenant of my faith. And it's, uh, the psalmist writes, I'm asking God for one thing only, only one thing, 
to live with him, with him in his house my whole life long. I'll comp- contemplate his beauty. I'll study at his feet. Psalm 27 verse 4. What a joy it will be to really know that I have spent all my time in his presence. No matter where I have built my home, no matter how I have decorated my rooms, the time spent is knowing that it's to live with him in his house my whole life. My whole being wants to contemplate his beauty. Can we believe and say that God has a plan for my life? Do we honestly know that positive, not negative, that positive space, that special time that we can identify that we are in his presence? And Jesus writes these words to us in John chapter 14, verses 1 to 7. Do I write one to seven? Okay. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If I were not so, would I have told you that I would go to prepare a place for you? And when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that I am where I am you may also be. And you know the way where I am going. But Thomas said these words, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. If you known me, you would have known my Father. And henceforth you know him and have seen him. You know, are we building in the time that we have here on this planet, building on the foundation of Jesus, knowing him, the way, the truth, and the life? Are we abiding the time that we have, knowing that we are with him in this moment in time? In Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 12 to 15, if anyone builds on this foundation, that's the foundation of Jesus Christ, knowing that he is the way, the truth, and the life. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will, it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. What? If what has been built survives the flames, the builder will receive a reward. It is burned up. The builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping the flames. You know, God has a plan for each and every one of us for this time that we have here on this planet. Are we, are we building the foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw? How are we building on that foundation in this time that we have? You now, most of us are, are, are aware of, of spending our time with our family but what if I asked you the rhetorical question, perhaps, 
How do you spend the majority of your time? Where do you spend that time? Are things that consume your time going to matter in eternity? Do you spend more time living for yourself or for the Lord? There is a beautiful um, hymn that was created after a lady, her name was Frances Ridley Havergal. She saw the painting of the crucifixion with Jesus, and it's as if Jesus is speaking to, to each one of us as we gaze on the, the picture that in, in the painting of the crucifixion. And it's these words that strike home when I ask the question, do you spend more time living for yourself or for the Lord? I'm not going to read the whole, the whole um, hymn or the, all the verse, but it simply says, I gave my life for thee, my precious blood I shed, that thou mightst ransomed be and quickened from the dead. I gave my life for thee. What hast thou given for me? I gave, I gave my life for thee. What hast thou given for me? What have we given to the Lord in the time that he has allocated to us? Makes you think. I came across the, 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 the idea that sometimes in this, in this moment of time that we have, that God has actually spoken to each and every one of us, and we've started to walk, we've started to follow in the years that have passed. But somehow we've got to a certain point in our, in our lives where we become happy, satisfied. But God still called us to go further. But somehow we've, we've only gone sort of like halfway. Because God wants us to be somewhere else in the time that he's allocated for us. Um, we, we've all, we all know that the, the God of um, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and we all read the scriptures about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But what about the grandfather, Terah? Terah was the father of Abraham. And, and he, he, Terah was given the, the, the distinct word from the Lord to go and move to Canaan. And he was in the, the, what they call, in the scripture in, in Genesis chapter 11. Him, he was given a, 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 a position to go to. He was in the, the Chaldeans, and it's the town of Ur, U-R, Ur, and he was told to go to Canaan, where the promised land would be, and that's where he, the Lord appointed the time for him to be. But Terah got only halfway. He only got halfway to a town called Haran, and he, he looked around and said, but the valleys are beautiful, they're lush, they're green. I settled here, Terah did. And when he settled there, he started to look around even more and say, ah, why must, I, why must I slave and go on anywhere further? Why must I do this? Why must I do that? I've, I've suddenly got all my, my debts paid. I've got sheep on the hills. I've got everything that I need. I don't need to go further. How many of us are like terror? We've been told to go perhaps to Canaan. We've been to told to go somewhere in the Lord in the time that he has allocated to us. But on that way, we've suddenly got to a certain point in our lives. We're halfway to where God's time was for us. And in this halfway, we, we've become saved. We've become satisfied. 
Where's the challenge to go further in the Lord? Where's the challenge to perhaps work in children's church? Perhaps to learn more of the piano and the guitar and become part of the worship group? Where have you started to stop where you stopped halfway? Where you could have been part of a movement of the, of the church, whether it's in a community or be a community leader, but you stopped halfway. You haven't gone all the way that God wants you in the time that he has allocated to you. Or perhaps, and we just quickly look at the the life of Jonah and his mission to Nineveh, and he refused to go. Never stop to think about the other people on the boat that were with Jonah. They were all about to lose their lives because um, as well as with Jonah. They were, in Jonah beca- they were in danger because of Jonah. One disobedient person takes down the whole boatload of people listening to the wrong people. Perhaps you've been listening to the wrong people. You've gone halfway. And because you're being disobedient, your family, your children are suffering. God's plan for your life right now is multi-generational. God's plan for your family will outlive you. Fathers, children, grandchildren, and even beyond. He's going to do things now to set up your children for life, for the time he has allocated for them. What is the plan and future that God has for your family? If you've only gone halfway, what are the blessings that are not going to go with your family because you stayed. Perhaps the handiwork that we are of God, we need to think more of what we are storing up in heaven. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21, we read, we read, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What are acts of treasures that we're storing up in heaven? If we've only gone halfway then some of those treasures that we're storing up in heaven aren't being fulfilled. Perhaps if we're not even halfway, are we sharing the kindness to others? Are we sharing our faithfulness and our faith with others? Are we sharing the Scriptures? Or are we only going halfway? We're not going the whole way that God wants us to. In Matthew chapter 28, we know these words off by heart. Therefore go, make disciples in all nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then to teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you. In the time that you have been given, storing up treasures in heaven is going to be the people, the disciples, that you are going to to share the gospel with. Teaching them, the new disciples. And in Matthew 24, verse 14, And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world 
so that all nations will hear it and then finally the end will come. Or are we only halfway there? We know the scripture, but have we gone all the way to proclaim the good news? Have we got the strength of character to actually fulfill storing up that treasure in heaven, storing up that kindness, storing up all the things that God's plan has for our lives? So let us think of this at this point in time for the new year. Are we storing up treasures that will remain? Or will they be consumed at judgment? In Revelation chapter 4 verse 10, we, are, we, are, we have this wonderful picture of the, the 24 elders casting down their crowns before the throne of the, of the Savior. Each one of those crowns, shouldn't we be really searching and really desiring as many crowns as we can as treasures stored up in heaven to give to, the, to Jesus, our King of kings and Lord of lords, as we worship him in the eternity of time? Are we storing up treasures that will stand the test of time? Perhaps this morning you're, you're sitting here this morning and thinking, well, you don't know where I've been. You don't know where I've come from. You, know all, you don't know all my difficulties. But in this moment of time, Jesus is stretching out a hand and saying, Come, come to me, all you who are heavy laden. In this time, I will set you free. My yoke is light. My yoke will set you free. So allow Jesus to minister to you as we think of the treasures that we're storing up in heaven for this new year. Are we able to do that this morning? Are we able to look at that which we are setting forth before the Lord and saying, store these in heaven for me, for eternity? My time is short. I'm sort of standing here before you in the last quarter of my life. So where is my, the rest of my time going to be? Is it going to be with the, the, the wood and the rubble and the hay? Or is it going to be hoping that the, the gold, the silver and the precious gold of the treasures stored up in heaven will be that which the Lord wants me in the time that he has given me to actually present to him with my crowns in heaven one day? Are you halfway in the destiny that the Lord has for you? Let us just ponder on that a moment. Let's think of our destiny. Where has God led you at this time? Where is he leading, leading you to? Perhaps you've stumbled somewhere. You've stumbled only halfway, and you want to pick up the pieces and say, I'm Lord, I'm sorry. I really want to move further into the glory that you have for me in the time I have left on earth. Let's consider our destiny in time this morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, each one of us, perhaps including myself, Lord, have, have come to a point in my life and have realized perhaps there's many areas 
of the time that you've allocated to me, I am only halfway. I'm only halfway to giving you all of my bad parts of my life. I'm only halfway to giving the love that should be to more of my family. Perhaps I'm only halfway to asking for forgiveness, Lord. Perhaps I'm only halfway, Lord, of stopping the things that hinder the love that I have for you. Perhaps, Lord, I'm only halfway in this time that you've given to me to really worship you. Set us free, Lord, from the, the bondage of time that we may indeed praise you and worship you in all eternity, Lord. May we store up into heaven, Lord, all that the riches that you have given to us, Lord, that we have the kindness, we have the love, we have the faith to establish, to establish new disciples, Lord, for you. Let us not remain halfway of what you've called us to do or to be. Help us, Lord, to go the full way. Go everywhere for you. Spend all our time for you. May we give you praise, honor, and glory, Lord, for eternity. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We thank you, Lord. Amen.